Resonant Truth presents Natural Time, Mayan Astrology for a Modern Age. I'm Lisa Starr. I was raised in the faith of the Mayan sacred calendars. These ancient cycles have been resurrected for a modern audience and called Natural Time, in part because our year of uneven month lengths is, by comparison, really unnatural. I am not here to lead any kind of revolt against the Gregorian calendar, but I do want to bring the Mayan alternative to light and want you to know about Mayan astrology, where the passage of time and your birthday within it has deep mystical and magical significance according to indigenous spirituality. I am passionate, I am transparent, and I am emotionally available, if not volatile. And that's because I'm a blue overtone storm. You can find out what you are at Resonant Truth. Today on the Zolkin Count is called Yellow Solar Sun, and it is the ninth day of the yellow human wave spell. And it is the lunar moon day four. I have to start with a story because I am a little unfocused and worn out but I want to talk about Yellow Human through a story of something that happened to me today. I've been working on the attic, in the attic, uh, putting boards up along the wall so it looks really cool, like a little barn. And uh, I was making so many mistakes today. And sometimes I was making mistakes that I could own, like, oh yeah, I wasn't careful, I see how that happened. But a lot of it was just like, what the fuck? I totally measured this. What? Oh, ah. And then the variation between, which is like, oh, I thought I did that right, but I see what I did. And But there was a couple where I'm like, I don't understand how this happened. And that's when I got mad at God. And I yelled at God, I need this to get easier now. And, uh. If that feels like Christian to you, I'm like, sorry, I don't even have a picture of this God I'm yelling at. It's just like the flow. I'm yelling at the flow. Like, I need things to flow. How come this is so dissonant? And um, I didn't get an answer. I did observe that I was yelling and I felt like that's kind of lame. But then I got right in the window of all of that. I'm like, oh, I'm making so many mistakes because it's the yellow human wave spell. The yellow human wave spell is when we are shown, I I 100% believe this, that a really fixed point of the yellow human time, yes, yellow human days, but when we get 13 days of yellow human, is just to show that we're fallible. And I think that the saying goes is like humans... Uh, are fallible and the gods aren't. To err is human and to forgive is divine, but more like it's the definition of being human or sentient, uh, materialized, not spiritual, that you uh, err, that you are inclined to be imperfect. So I just felt like it was so underscored. And the solar sun day, yellow solar sun is like fire on fire, fiery fire day uh, that I would be like in the attic where it's hot and getting, as they say, hot and bothered. 
and um, and also intention. Like the solar tone is about communicating with what we're calling God, what we on this podcast call God, your higher power. is It's all there. It's the sun, God. That's You're communicating with the sun on the Sunday. I could have been more uh, poetically like, sun, I need this to stop now. Uh, so in my conversation with God, I was demanding that things be easier. That was my intention. And I will see tomorrow when things manifest what I get for that kind of open communication with uh, divinity. But then the story doesn't end there. So then I finished with my tasks and it got a little better and easier and I got quieter and I took my dogs walking and I wanted it to be, you know, in a canyon, less sunny. So on our walk, we took a big fire road, but then there was the path on the right that we've taken a dozen times before in the shade. So we headed into it. And it turns out it wasn't the right path. We had never been on this path. It looked a lot like the path we had been on a lot of times, but it wasn't because it was a big path that started like filtering down to a smaller path and then a path that is definitely like a deer path, which means no human has ever walked on it, but the deer have kind of beaten it down or maybe a coyote. And then there wasn't really any path. And then there wasn't any space. There was only like foliage and bushes. And I went maybe 10 feet into that kind of bushwhacking through. Of course, my dogs can race ahead because they can get through anything. But I was not willing to recede 10 feet and go down the deer path trail to avoid what was in front of me. That was a decision that I made, a yellow human decision. My human ego was like, I don't want to go backwards. I want to go forward. And so forward I will go. And swear to God, the bushes got so thick that I couldn't walk in them, even though I had gotten all scratched walking through them and, you know, beating back some branches that were dead and trying to kind of, you know, help against forest fires by cleaning up the uh, forestation I was moving through. But ultimately, no joke, I had to crawl, not just on my hands and knees, but like, like a snake on my belly to get under what I was hoping was the last bushes before the breakaway where we would hit the fire road. And instead, after like going through on my belly somewhat, I mean, significantly like one of those training army movies, I stood up and was just like, I would rather climb over. Like there's no way I can even get under some of this this branch stuff. And I walked kind of over and through and I finally got like so thick and poison oaky, but I knew the fire road was right there. I could see it and I pushed through uh, and this was my revelation, like even before it happened, I was like, you know what, when I get to the fire road, 
it's going to seem like the easiest walk I've ever taken. And it was true. When I broke through the last barrier, which was almost the thickest barrier, and I got on the wide open fire road where my dogs were puzzled and waiting for me, I was just like, this is so simple now. That massive complication of my experience in the brush was the predecessor of feeling like life could not be easier. And I knew that was the secondary lesson about yellow human. Uh, that, okay, so the first lesson is that humans make mistakes. I made a big mistake going on the wrong path, but the, the ultimate human experience on that broken down path that turned into pure nature is that um, we go through hardship almost to illustrate that joy and uh, pleasure comes when hardship recedes. Like the human experience is full of suffering and challenge, but then when the suffering stops or the challenge abates, it feels really, really serene and easy and simple. Um, so that, yeah, it's been really rich. And then I, I guess I just feel like, um, yeah, fallibility is just so charged right now. I'm sure Mercury is retrograde or some part of that path. And I'm not going to Google it, interrupt the podcast and prove that to you. But like, that's how things also feel like, Oh, look at all these people on the side of the road with their cars all twisted and broken. And, uh, I can't figure out what's happening with this part of my phone. And, and then yes, even in nature, like the retrograde experience where I'm like reverted to crawling like an infant. So, uh, all this is happening and it's also lunar. That was the other thing that I felt from that experience of like, I am thick in the bush. I am free on the trail, on the road. Like, oh, that is so lunar. Like, uh, the challenge and the difficulty. Oh, the ease and the openness. One other thing I want to say, it's a completely different subject, but around the lunar moon, like we add up, I've been through this with you guys, you you can add up your tribes and tones with another person's and find out what your shared tribe and tone are. And I keep talking about referencing like kind of dating someone. I don't like that word because I'm pretty old and I'm hippie, but you know, like, so there's the sky and when you put us together, you get lunar. Some of you can do the math and be like, oh my God, she's dating and blah, blah. But um, put me and the guy together and you get lunar. So it's our time right now. This moon, like we've only really known each other for this year. And now we walk right into this moon that represents 28 days of the intersection of our birthdays. And it is so obvious that that is true. Like I am able just here at the beginning day four to be like, well, 
like our karma is thickening and tightening and our reasons for knowing each other are getting really explicit like there's still 24 days to explore that i don't really know if it's starting like with this much like volume and density where it can go but I just love that. I love the magic of adding up our birthdays and getting some truth about a tone and a tribe and then uh, dropping in to said tone or tribe day or a wave spell if you can find that or a moon and and exploring what your relationship is doing in that time and what it means. Like be in the, like I'll be in this lunar moon and try to glean like what is the lunar teaching so that I can understand if I continue to know this man wow when you intersect us you get lunar energy that's polarity that doesn't sound great it sounds like separation the way it feels with us is it's like twins so I want to point out that that is also part of the lunar tone and the two dots of the numeric system for it it they just look like they're the same like identical two dots next to each other. It's kind of like the red Skywalker hieroglyph of two reeds or, um, you know, they're, they look like towers, but they're also a pairing, like a Gemini situation. So the lunar moon is about identifying challenge, but it's also about the other thing that isn't, challenge that's what i said that the magnetic moon magnetic tone pulls in challenge and purpose and the lunar tone splits off and says like well this is the challenge within that purpose and that leaves over here the other half is just purpose without challenge it's free purpose it's purpose that has like a lot of power and that power is going to carry us forward the challenge kind of reverberates and I feel like it weaves in and out and arises and it dogs us in some way um, but in a shadow pattern all the way until we get to the planetary tone the peak of the wave and the planetary tone is described as the manifestation of our challenge, our obstacle, uh, you know, kind of as a reckoning. But here we are at the at the height of our power and the height of our ascent. And so, something that was challenging at the beginning and seemed giant is an obstacle we're clearing now. But as we clear it, we have to reckon with it or recognize it. So all of this lunar tone exploration that we're doing now will sort of weave in and out in the planetary moon. We will, we could call back to this time. Okay, well, let me just see. Those were two stories or lots of stories. Um, we're coming towards the end of the yellow human wave spell in a way by the end of the weekend we're going to feel that it is waning and it's important for everybody to see out there on the horizon not immediate but upcoming the red serpent wave spell 
And it's also maybe important to tell people that don't follow the calendar about that time, maybe not to evangelize them, but it's kind of like a courtesy, such as I do with the old Mercury retrograde awareness when I'm on it, when I know what's going on and someone jackknifes their truck like the guy I saw on the freeway yesterday not that I would pull over but you know if I knew someone who went through that I would say oh my gosh it's just it's mercury retrograde so for the red serpent time (laughs) look I think the best thing to do in red serpent is to be sexual to have sexual experiences And I I just feel like that's like the safest way. Did I not say that the best way, safest way to have the blue storm experience is to maybe be solitary? And the yellow human, I don't, I feel like I was kind of, again, kind of copping out, but like, yeah, be solitary again. If you don't want to deal with the entirety of the yellow human species, just look at your own humanity, such as me in the attic yelling at God, you can still have a yellow human experience, but you're noticing like, look at me, I am being such a dumbass human right now, or I am so in the struggle of what being a human is, but it's just me. So I would say red serpent's kind of the opposite. Like ideally, ideally you could have a very physical, sexual experience of the red serpent medicine as they say the medicine the red serpent energy is maybe how I'm more comfortable saying it but like I remember I mean not no details and it was just like early on you know I've been doing this study for like 23 years but I was in love and I was able to be like oh my god the red serpent time is incredible for being snake-like and being skin to skin with someone because you're all like are you being talking about phalluses like what are you doing I'm thinking about how snakes coil together to create our um, logo for western medicine and so when two people coil together in their elongated bodies without clothes on and it's skin to skin that's a medicine. That's how I see it. And that's how I experienced it. You're just so charged in your physicality when it's the red serpent time. So I am not an advocate of like hookups. Like this is not me being like, no matter where you're at, you need to start getting ready to have a sexual red serpent time. And I am not planning that for myself. So it's more just like, hey, this is the good news about Red Serpent. And then like we have to kind of push that aside to get ready. Because if you're single, I mean, you anticipate being single. Um, or regardless, like there's a whole other piece of Red Serpent that is really difficult. If you're talking to your friends about the Red Serpent time and you kind of want to encourage them to be aware, you can talk... You can kind of like um, bait them with some of the sexuality stuff. Like It's just helpful. I think it's helpful for people to have time to celebrate sexuality being vital, sex being vital. 
But um, the other aspect of Red Serpent is it's just very fear and anxiety-driven tribe and time. And then we'll get much farther into this maybe next podcast, but it's also the time of 10 portals in a row. The Red Serpent wave spell is the first of two wave spells at the center of the Zolkin that have 10 portal days in a row. That doesn't happen at any other point except the Yellow Seed uh, wave spell, which mirrors Red Serpent. Comes like 40 days later, but the most important thing is that we like might have two portal days in a row here or there, but 10 is singular or practically singular. It happens twice. And it's so many portal days that it's, you can't really distinguish like, you know, there's 10 of them. So the 10 portals become their own portal, as it were, like, it's a tunnel of portals. You just like, you live in the intensification of, of energy. So that's happening really, really soon. Um, Sunday will be spectral, Monday will be crystal, and then we'll have cosmic. Let's say it this way. So Sunday will be white spectral wind, and Monday will be blue crystal night. And then we'll have yellow cosmic seed. And then we'll begin the red serpent wave spell on Wednesday. The portals begin on the second day, white lunar world bridger, which is Joe Biden's Mayan birthday. And then I guess Thursday is Donald Trump's Mayan birthday. They're both of the Red Serpent Wave Spell. That's way out in the future. I do not like being that far out in the future when I podcast. Uh, just kind of riffing, though, because, you know, sometimes going out in the future, like, don't try to experience the Red Serpent Wave Spell in the future, but just try to be prepared for it in a way. Like, I think knowledge is power in this situation. Just like, it's a dicey time. It's kind of like, you know, don't go driving in the rain. It's not just so that you don't crash your car, but there'll be a bunch of people driving in the rain that are also endangering themselves and and you. I guess I'm talking about really bad rain. Um, the red serpent time, other people can be full of anxiety and fear and in their like part of the brainstem that is all like, lower cognition or whatever they call it, the base instinctual part of our brain, the amygdala, instead of the higher mind and um, survivalistic. Do whatever it takes to survive is very red serpent. Cold-hearted is very red serpent. It's a reptilian time. So why not? have it kind of starting to bleed into our bodies and minds oh my god it's also a time to recognize the truth about your body in the red serpent wave spell and you might find you're really tired what i hope that won't happen to me okay so 
I, I actually just need to get organized here. We have a few more minutes left. I get need to get organized because I am suddenly really sleepy and I do not want to bail. I want to have fun. I want to have information flow freely. Uh, I want to talk for a, a moment about how I have no idea how many people listen to the podcast and I have no idea how many people like follow, so quote unquote, my work. Um, how many people are still listening after years? How many people are new? Like, I don't know. And I don't need to know unless you want to tell me because here I am sort of asking an open question. I just mostly want to explain one more time and then it's not going to be the last time because I probably have low enough self-esteem that I have to re-explain myself occasionally. But it's, it's just... I'm so grateful if you enjoy listening to this because I cannot um, bring myself to take it more seriously, i.e. like to cut out if I yawn, like let's edit that out. I can't do that. I don't have the energy or the time or the desire to kind of create the artificiality that is also sometimes considered listenable professionalism. So I'm mentioning that I don't really know how many people hang with how amateurish I um, come off as because I don't think I'm amateurish in my knowledge and my dedication to the Mayan astrology and Mayan spirituality that we describe here. Like I feel convincingly like a, a professional expert, but that's because it is my life's work, you know, like. It is my profession in the sense it's what I do uh, throughout the day, every day. And so I am just owning that. Like, I feel like we share interesting things here and you put up with a lot in order to get the information. You overlook a lot. And I say that also because I have been doing something um, on air for like 20 years. And in that time, of course, I moved from radio to being online but you know how it is with podcasts. Like I've been podcasting so much longer than the trend of podcasts. Everyone has surpassed me in terms of professionalism. That's where my apology really is rooted is that I do not want to compete or even contemplate um, taking the action that would be required for me to sound like the professional podcasts that are the norm now. And so thank you for understanding. I think you do if you listen. Um, and then, you know, bouncing back to the astrology, I guess we could just walk through the next couple of days. I told my yellow human friend this, but because yellow human, the tribe is something that kind of represents what we're all uh, embodying as a karma. I'll, I'll throw it out here. I really believe that every wave spells planetary day, the pinnacle of its height, is the it's the peak of man the manifestation of the tribe, you know, in its climb toward the sky in this waveform. So that that planetary day rec uh, represents the peak manifestation of the tribe that is holding the wave spell. So I'm going to use myself as an example first. I am a blue storm, and in the blue storm wave spell, the planetary day is yellow planetary star. 
And I really feel that my peak manifestation is to make art and beautify. You know, this house is that. And beautification isn't just like shiny, you know, prettiness. It's like from the inside out. I think to beautify is a more vigorous effort than to just make pretty. So the other aspect of uh, Yellow Star is also it's called a war. And I am just listening to me talking to God. Like I am just very hot-headed. Uh, my manifestation is, you know, I initiate a lot of confrontation. I'm kind of a warrioress. So that really resonates for me. So here we are in the yellow human wave spell on the planetary day, which is tomorrow, uh, Saturday, is red planetary dragon. So if you're an individual human, yeah, let's see how um, invested are you in the red dragon tribe as kind of your peak manifestation. But for the rest of us, like the collective human race or those of us listening identifying as humans we can say well what is that like the the peak manifestation of a human is the divine feminine the peak manifestation of the human is like the the uterine vessel that is also our oceans on earth the inner uterine and then the universal uterine vessel like this is the perfect example of where human beings on earth in our culture here in America, uh, especially, are different than yellow human, the tribe in natural time and the Mayan code. Because in the Maya, the yellow human's peak manifestation is matriarchy. And in modern uh, Western civilization, peak manifestation of a human the aspiration is patriarchy so we've got it wrong and here's another like reminder that a yellow human in its illuminated highest manifestation natural evolutionary arrival point is in devotion to the great mother and taken care of by the great mother so much to say thanks for listening i am lisa star i am another yourself and in my end we say in akash